Hi, and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we have a special guest joining us, uh, my sister Allegra. Hey, everybody. And today we are talking about season seven, episode 11, Owner of a Lonely Heart. And Kelsey, will you please read us the Degrassi wiki summary? Sure thing. Desperate for cash, Marco considers doing something he never thought he would. Manny insists to Emma there's nothing romantic between her and Jay. When a pretend date turns into a real date and a pretend kiss turns into a real kiss, Manny and Jay are both pleasantly surprised. How far can this relationship go? Relationship is in quotes. I mean, I thought it was a real date. It was just like a real date turned into an a fake engagement. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they, I don't think they nailed the Marco plotline very well. <laughs> no, it was it was one sentence and also like, just it not. It was the B plot. Why was it first? I, I mean, know. I think it was technically the A plot according to the wiki mm-hmm. and to the. It was oh. like the first scene. And it, whenever it ends right. on something, this the like person that it ends on. That's who the A plot is. Yeah. yeah, it was just so much more of a, like, not as interesting, though. <laughs> like, I love Marco, but a B-plot had more meat to it, I guess. Um, Yeah, but I think we're also all really biased and just really invested in Jay as a person and in Manny and Jay. <laughs> For real. <laughs> That's fair. Um, But the episode is called... Owner of a Lonely Heart, which is a oh. 1983 song by the band, yes. And one of the greatest bands in all of music history. I love this like. song. <laughs> I think they just got uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. I'm not crazy about prog rock in general. <laughs> <laughs> I like this song, though. Um, <laughs> But, oh, also, one of the guys from that band, what was it, like, The Buggles, who did that Video Killed the Radio Star song, I'm pretty sure he produced this song. Like, he's produced a bunch of, like, amazing songs, like, after his one-hit wonder of Video Killed the Radio Star. Alan, you and I watched the same video on that. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Todd in the Shadows. Um, But... As far as the episode goes, I think it definitely works for Marco because he is lonely and he's just looking for love and ends up finding something much different. And also, Jay is just always looking for love and he's always like, he always has a lonely heart, but maybe it's less lonely now. He found his soulmate. No longer a lonely heart. A resident lonely boy. What a lonely boy. <laughs> Spotted. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Alright, let's just dive in. So the episode starts with Ellie and Marco are hanging out at the, that bar they always go to. And Ellie's just complaining about Jesse and how she like walked into the core and he's just pretending like nothing happened. And Marco is just not listening because same, I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, Marco goes to the bar and meets Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I just wrote, I'm like, I, I, I hate this person, but I can't figure out why. And then, like, it became rapidly apparent why I don't like this person. He's terrible. But he's also exactly Marco's type, like, down to the curly hair and the name starting with a D and being, like, way too smooth. Well, actually, I wrote down something else. I wrote that, um, and, like, I'm jumping ahead a little bit when Marco says that he is, like taking a break from cute blonde boys I'm like oh so that's why he's going with the less attractive person you know he's been scorned by the cuties he needs to take like an uggo break I feel it I get it I get it but so yeah he goes up to the bar and this guy starts talking to him and well the first thing out of I, I have a lot of feelings about this like opening thing with this asshole so the first thing out of his well first of all Marco like comes up to the bar like real hot like how like how do you get service here and then this <laughs> like fuck you marco um and then this douchebag um is just like well not with ten dollars and i'm like oh you're terrible <laughs> and then i don't I even know how it gets to this but he talks about how he has like a boyfriend in spain or is that later I don't no know. it's then That's and then immediately and marco's like oh how do you that how do you like make that work because he's obviously <laughs> thinking about dylan and he's like he flies me out to spain and i'm just like oh you're garbage um and then they're and- like chatting and he's like oh do you ever come to like the cabaret nights and marco's like i actually like haven't been to any of the pride things which is crazy because I feel like even though Ellie is like his only friend and so is Paige, <laughs> like they would both gladly go with him. Yeah. Um, I literally and all I don't remember the douchebag's name. I literally have Devin. him down as Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> his name is Devin. Um, yeah, like as the resident like straight girlfriend, um, <laughs> and which Jesse Eisenberg says clingy straight girlfriend like i feel attacked because um, <laughs> i have accompanied um my gay friends to gay events when they're like i have no one else to go with i'm like fucking let's party yeah you like don't have to go with other gay people it's not you can go with whoever you want to go with it's silly and Just also go. It, it reminded me i recently read this like op-ed online that was about like like the like misogyny in that can like kind of run rampant in the like male gay community and it and like just the way that he was acting about that is like totally like spot on like just he was like leave the girl next time and I was like oh you are who these people are writing about like you are that person who like if a straight girl comes into a gay bar or any girl even like doesn't have to be straight comes into a gay bar immediately like your hackles raise and you're like excuse you like okay go fuck yourself you misogynist just because you're gay does not mean that like you get a pass on misogyny yeah like so i totally understand uh queer people wanting their own queer spaces but like there's a time and a place and a college bar <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean okay staking claims on some real hot property there yeah no i'm not saying like you have to like be super inclusive of like like women but like that's i mean you know that's not phrased well (laughs) but uh, but also i just mean like you know having your own like queer space and being like hey this is sort of like our deal we're not like we don't really want to share this like totally valid but also like don't be a dick about it 
Like there's That's no just a need. General rule of life. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't have to be like a misogynist about it. Yeah. All right. Fuck you, Devin. I think we covered that. Um, also, do we want to get into fashion, please? Because I think Marco's hair is looking very fun this episode. And Marco looks amazing the whole episode. Yeah, All of his great. outfits are adorable. I mean, his one scarf that he's wearing when they're thrift shopping is questionable, but that's just Marco. Yeah, I was going to say, I did not love the scarf and necklace combo. <laughs> Ellie is wearing her misshapen gray dress again while they're thrift shopping, which I don't understand why she has that. Yeah, I wrote down, why do they keep dressing Ellie like she's pregnant? <laughs> I don't understand. Um, but her I mean, hair is looking cute. Like when it's like in a half pony. Yeah, I like, like at the that. end, it was really cute. Um, I so like the Marco, like the shirt Marco, well Ellie buys, um, is really cute. Um, and he wears like a cute little tie when he goes to cabaret night. <laughs> it was a good, it was a good buy, and especially since like sometimes Marco shows very questionable taste. Uh, to the point of needing to ask Spinner for advice sometimes. So like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, fucking Devin is wearing a shirt that says "Force" on it at the club, which I thought was kind of terrifying. A bit on the nose for Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> for I will only refer real. to him as motherfucking Jesse Eisenberg for the whole episode. I mean, that's valid. Um, Manny is wearing that terrible purple and black shirt oh. dress. That I hate. I thought it was like blue cheetah print, but then they got a close up and it was like it wasn't cheetah spots. It was like weird mod designs. It's terrible. It's bad. It's a bad cut. It's terrible. And in that same scene, Emma is wearing this like ridiculous (laughs) blue shirt with this even more ridiculous hot pink. Like, you know, those like long sleeves that is like it's not a crop top. You literally just tie it around your boobs for no reason. That is what she's wearing. I have that as a note. Like, holy shit, this is of the time, especially with the jean skirt. Oh, yeah. And it was her whole look was terrible. I was expecting to see Uggs. It was extremely 2007. Um, we see Jay without his hat on, and he's got like kind of like Aww. messy, spiky hair. <laughs> I like. It looked like bedhead. Like he was it just did. wearing like a big, comfy, long sleeve sweater and bedhead. I'm like, did he sleep over? <laughs> I don't think his par- her parents would have been down with that, even if they were supposedly engaged, which we will get to. No. <laughs> I've I've known Catholic Filipino parents. Um, they're not they're like some can be cool, but like not usually that cool. <laughs> That's all I have. Um, yeah, me too. Marco wears like this like dog tooth sweater when he goes to see Jesse Eisenberg one time, and it's really really cute. Do you mean houndstooth? Um, <laughs> That's what I meant. You're right. So last fashion note. Um, the drag queen that we see. Um, I don't know if she's like first time in drag or if I've just been watching too much drag race. Uh, it was not a good look. The hot pink wig uh, with the hot pink frumpy dress. Or it was a college bar trying to have a drag show. It was not yeah. great. It was not the best. But I like I had a friend in college who did drag and like, they were amazing. But you went to college <laughs> in New York. 
Okay, that's valid. <laughs> art school. You went to an art school. Okay, that's also valid. <laughs> Good point. Oh my god, they were amazing though. Shouts out to Jenna Tonic because damn. Um, oh my god, what would be the drag name for this drag queen? Bubblicious. <laughs> and I'm thinking of the hair. Also, Marco touched her wig, and I was like, that seems like an intrusion of personal space. Absolutely. Don't ever touch a drag queen's hair. (laughs) Um, They will cut you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, So, so we're, yeah. Tweet at us what the drag queen's name is. So, yeah. So, Marco makes a new gay friend who's kind of mean. And then the next scene (laughs) where Marco and Ellie are like thrift shopping and Marco's really trying to find this like the perfect shirt for the cabaret. And Ellie's like, we're going to that. And Marco's like, actually, well, no, I mean, first she's like talking about Jesse nonstop because she can't stop. And I mean, as an annoying person who can't shut up, I can relate to that because I wrote Ellie shut up. And in my brain, I was really writing Kelsey shut up. Um, Holland knows. Yeah. Um, and I, I wrote yeah. Ellie shut up, but also same. Yeah. Right. But also same. Um, and then Marco's like, hello, focus. And then she picks the shirt and he's like, I need to like find a shirt for cabaret night. And like she did say it like that. She did say it like, oh, we're going. But then she was like, you didn't tell me and I don't have anything to wear. So it's like she wants to go. She just like expressed it strangely. I don't know okay. if she expressed it like she wanted to go. I thought she was like, oh, we're going to that. Oh, my God. I don't even, I don't even have anything to wear. Like, why didn't you tell me we're going to this thing? I don't know. She seemed okay. very put out about it. Is it me or is Ellie the worst in this episode? She's been the worst lately. Yeah. Although she's like she she has like her wise moments, but lately like like college has not been good to Ellie. Like Ellie has become like a person that I don't recognize or like. No, she's no, been yeah, terrible. Like, even when she was dropping hot wisdom all over Marco's face, like it was in like <laughs> such a bitchy way. And I'm like, catch more flies with sugar, goddamn. Honey. Whatever. Like <laughs> is having problems with words. Dog's tooth. <laughs> to be fair, a hound is a dog. Oh, no, I know. I, I understood where the disconnect was. Could I, could I like defend myself? <laughs> because that pattern is on clothing in Animal Crossing and in Animal Crossing it's dog tooth. <laughs> That's fair. um but then he's like actually i wanted to go by myself sorry and she's like that's fine and then he tries to buy a shirt and then or oh i think she's like okay no i i was i was spending too much time talking about my old boyfriend troubles that i didn't realize you wanted to have new ones like no worries like and then she like becomes cool again she's like i get it like no worries like we get a glimpse of the cool Ellie. It's fine. And he tries to buy the shirt and he can't afford it. And she spots him and she's like, no, get out there. I got you this time. And then she said cool random again. play, which I didn't care for. Oh, I don't remember that. I don't know. I just have random play written down. And she's like, I didn't realize you were looking for some random play. And I was like, <laughs> what? Who are you? Oh, Ellie, why? Um, but then we get to the, like, the more important storyline. And 
uh, Manny is like walking uh, in front of the school and Jay is like there waiting for her and he's like she's like oh what are you doing here and she's like I'm still technically not allowed on school property (laughs) (laughs) and she's like were you waiting for me and he's like no no I was you caught me and he's like like he's like not hiding how much he likes her at all and I love it and he loves her so much (laughs) it makes me so happy it's not like sleazy I want you to give me a BJ In a van, Jay. It's like, hey, I really like you, and I'm just gonna tell you that I do. And it's, it's so pure. It is. It's just very, very sweet. And like, you can kind of tell, like, you can actually, like, truly tell, like, how much they loved each other in real life at this time. Like, this, this is not acting. <laughs> They're just hanging out. And then her dad pulls up. And Jay's like, oh, hey, like, Mr. Santos, your car looks great. It looks like it's never, ever been in a fender bender, <laughs> which made me laugh. Uh, and he's, he's like, hello, Jason. Like, oh, you're still, like, upstanding man. Whatever. I don't know. I'm made of wood. <laughs> <laughs> An upstanding man who's not allowed on school property. <laughs> <laughs> Love him. And so then, and then they, like, drive away. Um, but then we are at the drag show, and Devin is, like, flaunting around a lot of shady cash and, like, buying everyone champagne. And then Marco runs into boring Eric, who is a busboy at this, like, it's, what is the place called? It's, like, a campus bar? I don't know. Yeah, this is, like, a campus event, and, like, it's cabaret night. But not a single Liza Minnelli reference at all. This is not a real gay event. We had more cabaret references in the episode called Cabaret. <laughs> Actually, did we? I don't even I don't know. remember. I don't remember, but like, like at least say Velcomen. Come on. <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous, and it's like I don't know. Like it looked like kind of fun, but it most but like it was also like the theme was very confusing because there was like a go-go dancer like stripper type guy but then there was also drag and I was like this is mixed and confusing I think the go-go dancer was just an attendee (laughs) just really into it I don't know Uh, I am I mean Marco bought like a clean gray shirt for cabaret night so no one really gets the theme no that is a good point and I just I don't know but yeah so Eric's there but Eric is like he's kind of sweet we don't know how terrible and boring he is yet um, I have later feelings on Eric, but Marco's like, and Marco like helps him clear the table and like Devin like gives him this look like, what are you doing with this like peasant? And I was like, shut up, Devin. And it reminded me of Logan from Gilmore Girls. And I was like, fuck you. Him and his like weird shit with Marty. Anyway. Um, yeah, but motherfucking like- Jesse Eisenberg complaining out about plastic champagne flutes at a college bar event. It's crazy. It's like, it's truly so dumb. And then, and like Marco goes to talk to Eric and he's like, I didn't give you a chance and we should go out. And like, Eric's all smiley and it's very sweet. And we don't know that he's like boring and terrible yet. (laughs) Yeah. Do you like jazz? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Eric, why? Um, And then... (laughs) But then Devin is talking to Marco about how, like, 
he used to date this other guy who was super rich and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, is Devin just like a sugar baby? Is this his job? And he kind of like hints that it kind of, he's like, yeah, I only date rich guys. Got to like keep up this lifestyle somehow. Um, yeah. He's like, who else is going to pay for this lifestyle? And I'm like, your own self. <laughs> Fucking Devin. Um, but then we are back at school the next day. And this is when Emma and Mandy are like, they're talking and Emma's just basically teasing Manny about hanging out with Jay. And Manny's like, no, I don't like him. I don't know. We're just like hanging out. And then maybe we're going to eat food. I don't know. And also, so what if I do? And Emma's just like, oh, you silly Billy. And that's kind of that whole scene. But it's like Emma being like, why are you hanging out with Jay? And teasing her and Manny being like, shut up. But so what? Okay, but like Emma does make a fucking van reference. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Me neither. I died. Wait, wait, what did she say? This might actually be in a couple scenes because I have this note um, later. Maybe Manny says it to Manny. No, Manny says it. I know you're talking about it. Yeah, because I have that written down. We'll we'll get to it then. Yeah. But it's a very sweet scene. Yeah. I mean, Emma makes good points where she's like, "Um, this is a mistake. Don't do this. But also, she doesn't get it. Nope. Nope. No, but it's not the same Jay Emma... that you knew, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> I put like I felt like Emma was being pretty cool in this episode. No, She's think, like, I yeah. mean, I could, I could tell you all of the reasons um, about why you shouldn't date him, but like you're not going to listen to me, so I'm just going to be a supportive friend. Yeah. Social disease and all. <laughs> Emma's great. Yeah, Emma is very good in this episode for like the five seconds she was in it. Um, which the is... first time in years. Yes, and then we are with. Uh, Marco and Eric on their date like back at the campus bar but it's daytime now and he's talking about how I don't know they're talking about how Marco still lives in the house and Dylan's name is on the lease but they're like a zillion percent kaput and then Eric talks about how he likes doing like Sudoku and Marco's like makes a joke about it being boring or something yeah Mark Marco (laughs) so first of all Eric's interests are terrible he's like I like watching television and playing Sudoku which like I mean same but also I have other interests right like those are not my top two that I tell people and that's not your first that's not your first date like impress people interests well to be fair on their first date Eric did talk about how he like helps children and goes camping and stuff with the children yeah that's fair I don't know Um, but but then Marco like makes a joke he's like oh it's all the like dullness of a crossword puzzle with like the added accounting and that's when we learn that eric can't take a fucking joke <laughs> and eric's like well i like them <laughs> i was like fuck eric is a major sudoku stan like sorry <laughs> and then it's like awkward silence and then eric is like so you like jazz <laughs> i mean he doesn't say it like, like that but because like- then jazz music comes on and he's like so you like jazz <laughs> And it's like, Eric doesn't wear glasses, but it's basically the, oh, well, I like Sudoku and jazz. Like, you couldn't have made jazz sound less cool. I've seen La La Land. Yeah, be more like Whiplash. Come on, make it more hardcore. (laughs) Jazz is hardcore, and you're... You're choosing, like, the shittiest way. To borrow a phrase from Ellie, jazz can be righteous, but... (laughs) (laughs) 
But Eric does not make it sound like it is. So then the next scene, Marco like comes back from the date and he's like, yep, nope, can't do Eric. He's too boring. And Ellie's like, no, why not? Like, I really want you guys to work. And Marco's like, he likes jazz. Um, personal anecdote, I went on a date recently with a guy and he, and we were like talking about our interests and we we're like talking about how we like both like to see like live music and whatever. And I was like, oh, like what, like what bands do you like to see? And he's like, oh, I just go watch live jazz. Like that's it. That's, that's the only live music he goes to see. He just like goes and sits alone in jazz clubs. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> What's happening? Does he like wear a beret and smoke a cer- cigarette and like a black turtleneck? No, he seemed super normal. And then he was just like, oh, the only live music I see is jazz. And I was like, I feel like you're like too, I don't know, too classy for me. Like, I'm just, like I feel like you've never been in a mosh pit before. And I don't know if we can, I don't know if we can continue this. I don't think you've ever okay. been elbowed in the face by like a 16 year old girl. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, but we're not addressing the most serious thing, which is why the fuck is Ellie so married to the Eric Marco idea? I have she no will idea. not let it go. Because they work at the core together, and I don't. She needs a win. Who knows? She does kind of need a win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just she. She. I feel like so. She, they get into a little fight because Marco asks to borrow money, and she gets so mad right away. And I'm like. Is this because he doesn't like Eric? Because like she's making good points, but she's so mad. I know. <laughs> like she she's making very good points. She's like you know, like she's talking about how she's like how he is like using his old friends to like support his new lifestyle, and she's like, well, and to like hang out with his new friends, and like he's ditching his old friends, but like still using their money. All valid points, but she's furious, and I feel like you're right. I think it's just because he doesn't like Eric, because it's only when he's, like, she's willing to buy his shirt, and, like, you know, she's like, lol, I have no money, sorry, but, like, otherwise, whatever, but, like, the minute he's like, Eric's boring, she's like, well, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I Why don't does it. Ellie, like, has Ellie ever hung out with Eric outside of core meetings? Like, maybe he's just like a really good work friend like he's probably good in the context of the core because they're talking about similar things they're like going through the same experience but I don't know if she's ever like hung out with him while he's trying to talk about jazz and sudoku like that doesn't I, sound like a good time for anybody I don't know I get the impression that Ellie has no the fucking clue about what Eric is like she just wants her two gay friends to date yeah Oh, Ellie. They tried. They did that. It was like on Sex and the City when um, Carrie tried to set up her friend with. Oh, no. Or maybe it was Charlotte tried to set up her friend with Carrie's friend. And then he was like, he's bald and short. And she's like, you're also short. And he's like, go fuck yourself. But then they eventually got married in the second movie. Yeah. But who saw the second movie? (laughs) Nobody should Um, have. The worst 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 idea idea of all time. time. (laughs) Saw it 52 times at least. That movie um, was so I'll, bad that I couldn't listen to the rest of that podcast. I know, I, was I like, couldn't this either. Is too much and I've for seen me. the movie. Yeah. No, I couldn't. I know, I couldn't listen to season two of that podcast because I was like, it's a longer movie. You guys already hate it even more than you started out hating Grown Ups too. This is a whole, we're just talking about a different podcast at this point. Anyway, um, yeah, Ellie's like really invested in this for like reasons that are unknown to us. 
or unclear. So then, but then the next, I'm like, I just want to like rush through all this Marco shit and get to the good stuff. Fuck the A plot. So I know. When have we ever said that? We don't say that a lot. I know, but I really also want to talk about this escort situation. (laughs) That's true. It does get juicy (laughs) at the end. Um, But then we, um, then Jay is walking Manny to her door and he's like, see, two can dine for (laughs) $2.99. I love him so much. And she's like, look at you walking me to my door. And he's like, where I come from at the end of the date, you kiss the person. And she's like, where you come from at the end of the day, you end up in the back of a van. <laughs> and he's like, you're a man in a van down by the river. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and then and then he gives her a super sweet kiss on the cheek and then they like immediately start actually making out in front of her door and we're like yes 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 and then and her- it is uh, like i'm sorry it is very hot like it is like immediate like it is definitely like the most intense kiss we've ever seen on this show like every other kiss is like oh they're acting and this was True. like oh no these people are fucking regularly <laughs> <laughs> that's because their kiss is or sorry, de- usual Degrassi kisses are, let's force these children to kiss. <laughs> and this, True. it's just like, hey, do you think it'll be awkward if we film this couple making out? Oh, they do not give a fuck? <laughs> okay, cool. True. They do strike me as, like, one of those couples who, like, just make out anywhere anyway. It is, this one fully clothed kiss is so much sexier than those weird photos that Emma took of her and <laughs> Sean. I'll never forget those weird photos. <laughs> I had nightmares. <laughs> Poor Sean. I feel like he was just like forced into that and had no control over the situation because I was like, you will take these photos. I need to prove a point. Um, oh my God. I have a note. Hold on. It's a really important note. Before they start making out, um, Jay goes, ah, beautiful and cynical to Manny. And I'm like, hey, that's that's Kelsey's Tinder bio. <laughs> I really could. I could do that. No, my my Tinder bio is truly, it just says, I seem fun. Uh, I'm still considering flipping the weird purple dragon thing and being like unapproachable, but super attainable. (laughs) I still think you should. As my opposed... Tinder profile. <laughs> what? Like, my t- sorry, my Tinder profile is a couple scenes later in this same episode where a hot girl, fake commitment, and free food. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yes. Uh, but then her dad opens the door and sees them making out. Oh, yeah. Earlier, it's established that, like, Manny's not allowed to date anyone because her dad's like, you need to focus on school. But he knows that this is where I get confused. Okay. So her dad opens the door and, like, freaks out. But here's the thing. He knows that, like, he's under the impression that she's fake dating Jay. and Or yeah. she, he's under the impression that she's dating Jay because she brought him as a date to her, like, debut. <laughs> I just, whatever. We're sticking with it. And... Like, and so he thinks that they're together. Like, he saw them dance together. She brought him into their house as, like, this is the guy that I'm dating. We've been together for a while. Don't you hate his guts? And then they're like, no, he's great. So he knows that they're, he's under the impression that they're dating. So what does he think is happening? Does he he think they're just holding hands and walking around? 
No, I mean, yeah. I think it's no, but I think earlier in the episode, her dad, it's like she has had rules from her dad recently that are like, you focus on your, like, he's opening up about drama school, but that means you need to focus on graduating and like have no distractions, which include boys. So I feel like it might be a newer like rule that she's not allowed to be dating right. right now because she's focusing on school. So that's kind of what I thought. But he sees them together and knows that they like were fake dating or whatever. So what, what, what? I mean, he probably okay. thinks, okay. well, he thinks, but he also thinks Jay is like super cool. And so maybe he just thinks they're like friends and he's like courting her, but they're not actually dating. I don't know. Her dad's old yeah, fashioned so like, and probably just assumes like the easiest thing to for his brain to accept. I'm thinking that so debut happens and she's like, I want to be an actress. And he's like, all right, fine. Uh, but that means no boys starting now. But I love that J kid. So he can like hang around. But um, because I said it's a rule that there's no boys, I immediately assume that you are following my rules. Yeah, I can see that. Anyway, he catches them kissing and he's like, what are you doing? Like, Jay, you're not welcome around here anymore. But Manny's like, wait, no, we were celebrating. We're engaged now. And I was like, what? We're, and, then, we're engaged. and then she like pulls Jay inside and like we're like left to be like, what? For a couple scenes until we get back to them. But like it also it kind of it, it kind of tracks because that makes sense. That's the only thing that her dad would be like, oh, I mean, <laughs> OK, Um but it's also very sweet. Yeah. Because it's like she's, she wants to hang out with him so much that she's willing to pretend to be engaged to him. <laughs> I love it so um, much. I know many people don't watch the episodes before listening to your podcast, but I would recommend just bringing this one up just to see Jay's face when she says, we're engaged. <laughs> because, like, Jay is absolutely someone who is like, oh, we're lying? All right, I can pick up immediately. Great improviser, yes, and <laughs> totally awesome scene partner. But she says we're engaged, and he's like, he's like, although he does, he does nod when her dad is still there. He's like, that is that is a true fact. And then as soon as her dad turns his back, he's just like, what? But, but I mean, I, like but I also he still goes along with it because he's like, I think Jay also is someone who can think on his feet and you can see like what is going to get him in the least amount of trouble in this moment <laughs> to get like him I said, like, I would to squirm his way out. Love to, I would love to improvise with Jay. He can make a bold choice and he'll support it. He'll yes and that shit, build the scene. <laughs> um. We've learned anything. It's that Jay should just be doing improv. Um, but then we are with Marco and Devin, and they're, like, waiting in line to get into this club. And the bouncer, like, stops Marco, and Devin's like, it's fine. He's with me. And then the bouncer is like, $50. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of club has a $50 cover, first of all? A club you should never go to. It sounds awful. <laughs> and then Marco's like, oh, I don't have $50. And then he's like, 
uh, you wouldn't want to like go back to my house and watch some DVDs by any chance, would you? And then Devin like pulls him aside and he's like, hey, so if you want to play with the big boys, you're gonna have, you're gonna need the big bucks. And he's like, I'm not the kind of person who's gonna like go watch DVDs. Like you gotta catch up, dude. He's the yeah, living he- worst. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg's like, I don't take a shit in the morning, all right, for less than a Blu-ray, all right? Get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that scene. And then we're back with um, Manny and Jay. And I think her mom is like, is there something we need to know? And then Manny's like, oh, no, no, this isn't any shotgun wedding. And I'm like, lol, of course her parents think she's pregnant. Her mom, well, I mean, it's it's fair for her mom to immediately be suspicious. And then, but then Manny and Jay just really lean into the lie. And they're like, we're engaged. Like, like we know that it's going to be fine. Um, and they're, and they're like, we want it to be a very long engagement. And Manny like grabs his hand and he's like, yes, I love Manuela so much. And it's like, <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's truly the best. And they're just, they're just acting the hell out of it. It's so funny. It's like obvious acting, but it's like very fun. And then her dad is like, you're going to respect my daughter, aren't you? And then Jay's like, oh yeah, like a Maserati, whatever the fuck. And I'm like, of course. Like a comp- V8 Ferrari spider? What's the spider? I forget if that's I Ferrari it said or... Maserati. I have no idea. And I'm like, of I course don't Jay fucking is remember. comparing her to a car. I just, but I, I guess, watched but, Top Gear one time. <laughs> but to be fair, it's a metaphor that her dad would probably understand. He like, he accepts You're... it. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, my daughter's like an expensive car. That tracks. <laughs> and there's property, right? And they buy, <laughs> her parents buy it. They eat it up and they're like, all right, no mar- no wedding planning until after university. And they're like, we are definitely fine with that. <laughs> and... Then the next day, Marco goes back to that, like, campus bar, whatever the hell, and asks. He's like, hey, Eric, like, I'm sorry Ellie keeps trying to make this love connection happen, but I don't know. Like, and then Eric's like, well, let's work on just maybe being friends first or something. But he's being very rude about it. He's like, I'm surprised that you're here. I'm surprised that I'm seeing you again after the disaster that was yesterday. (laughs) Like, calm the fuck down, Eric. He takes everything way too seriously. I'm sorry, Marco doesn't love Sudoku. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whatever. And then um, Marco's like, oh, yeah, well, maybe you can help a friend out and, like, get me a job here. And he, like, gives him a resume. And Eric's like, lol, a resume for a busboy position. You clearly don't know what's happening. And Marco's like, I know you don't drive buses. And he's like, let me see what I can do. I'll put in a a good word for you. And he's like, by the way, we only get paid on, like, whatever the fuck Fridays and Marco's like you don't think you could front me some money could you and Eric's like Ellie did say you had a good sense of humor and like walks away also like it's so clearly just to further the plot that he's letting him know because when you apply for a job they're not like by the way you get paid on the first and the 15th of every month and it's like like that's not a thing that's happening in the world that's he just like turns around he's like FYI, in case you wanted to get paid like today so you could go to a club with your shitty new friends. Like it's no, no. And then Marco's like, oh, no. And then he like checks his bank account and he has nine dollars in it. And which same or at least he does after taking out like twenty dollars. And then he bets his money on a horse race and loses. And I'm like, Marco, what the fuck are you doing? What is happening to you? Also, haven't we learned that gambling is not your thing? We shouldn't be doing this. 
Yeah, I was actually kind of happy that they, like, when Marco spirals, he's going to go back to his vice. Like, this wasn't, um, it's like a little callback to this is the very special episode where Marco develops and takes care of a gambling addiction. (laughs) (laughs) True. Um, But then... But then the next scene, we're in front of the school, and Jay, like, opens up a ring box and, like, gets on one knee, and he's like, look at it, genuine cubic zirconia. And and he's like, not in front of the school, what are you doing? And, but he got her, like, a fake engagement ring, and it's so cute. And um, he's like, we have fun, we get to keep up this ruse. He's, like, so excited to, like, be dating her and also, like, have, like, a fun lie that they're, like, have together. <laughs> If Jay knows one thing, it's that lies keep people together. <laughs> and he's his like, best friend Spinner. He's like, this way we get to keep hanging out, and your parents still adore me. I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Like you just gotta hold on to anyone, anybody. He's building up his like friend base. It's great. And parents apparently love Jay. Yeah, his par- her parents love him, and he loves that they adore him. It's so cute. And, and yeah, and this is when he's like, got a hot girl, fake commitment, and free food. Like, it's a win, win, win. And then Manny's like, I am both attracted to you and very, very afraid. And he's like, that sounds about right. And then they kiss, and it's very cute. <laughs> it's amazing. I love them so much. I'm so happy. <laughs> it's the best. Um, but then um, Devin and Marco are, like, hanging out again. Or Devin approaches Marco and... Marco's like, I can't afford to go out with you. And then Devin's like, I'm going to help you with that. And I was like, this sounds sketchy. And I just wrote down, he's an escort. Duh. Yeah, I'm like, come like, on, is, dude. I wrote down, is Devin an escort? Because I was like, I wasn't sure if Degrassi was going to go there. But I, but this is a show where it goes there. So they get into this car with this <laughs> strange man. <laughs> And, um, oh, and, and Devin, uh, cause the guy is like, I don't know this other guy. And he's like, he's cool. And he's like, local politics will remain unscandalized. And I was like, oh, cool commentary. And then he like drives them to like the woods or something. And he's like, 300 each sound right like about right and they're like yeah no that's way too low (laughs) that's what i was saying i was like you know they're like they're hot they're young like they are worth more than 300 dollars. especially if he's a local politician you could be like you should be making way more money otherwise you should be just blackmailing him for more money i'm surprised that jesse eisenberg thinks that 300 (laughs) dollars is like anything more than pocket change <laughs> yeah i don't he doesn't know get out of bed for 50 until fifty thousand dollars is a come on man yeah come on dude and then the guy like gets into the back seat with marco and marco is like you wait what you have sex for money what's happening and and i'm just like why are they at least not in a motel like this doesn't like i don't know how the mechanics of this are going to work with two with three people having sex in this car but it does not look like easy yeah i mean two people having sex in a car is very rarely a good time and it's usually weird and you can't fit i don't know but i'm just like a friend who bruised her tailbone on a belt buckle in the back seat (laughs) that's hilarious i just it's it's like why why is this happening and also like devin is the worst and he's like marco's like what's happening and he's like 
he gives us a ride to the club and we give him a ride to paradise. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Who are you? Stop it. And then the guy gets in the backseat and is like, you ready? And Marco looks like very afraid. And then we cut away. And then this is when Jay and Manny, they're like eating uh breakfast or they're eating at her house and this is when jay's hair is all spiky and then they bring in this priest and the parents are like oh yeah it's never too early for like premarital counseling and jay looks horrified and also they allude that he is going to be converted to catholicism which he looks also horrified about which is a delight oh but before the priest comes in jay does say god smiled on me (laughs) I love it. Is that it. what the kids are calling it? I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> but um, they're great. Um, but then, and then that's the end of the B-plot, sadly. But then... You gave me a godly smile. talking to Ellie about what happened and she's like what the fuck and I was like Marco partying with Devin is so not worth any of this headache and Ellie is like like what are you looking for what is wrong like are you okay and Marco's like I just wanted to like have fun and feel happy and blah 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 and poor little Marco is just a lost boy and and then it kind of ends there yeah it's pretty sad oh also like when Marco is talking about it like at the minute he mentions like the like prostitution thing, Griffin bails so fast. <laughs> like he enters the kitchen and immediately turns around. He's like, I am not getting involved in this. Doesn't I don't hmm. All right, I won't spoil anything, but I'm pretty sure question marks mom. Like there's some uh, Yeah, that's what history. I was thinking too cuz I remember that and I was like, but I don't know if that's like how that happens i'm like maybe but maybe it's that maybe that's why he bailed maybe it's foreshadowing oh yeah but but until marco mentions the prostitution thing ellie is being the worst yeah she's she's like eric jesse eisenberg (laughs) she's being really terrible (laughs) yeah uh, but then she kind of comes back to being like a good friend at the end. Yeah, yeah. at the end she's uh, she's very wise again. She's she sticks the landing. Yeah. Um, but that's the end of the episode, and I forgot to find a YouTube comment. <laughs> All right, so we have a YouTube comment. It's from Mangzors four months ago. $50 for a club that plays super shitty dance music? Lol, no thanks. I'd rather sit alone in a shabby apartment with ice creams and reruns of Growing Pains. <laughs> it's, it's just so specific. Same. Um, all right. There's, so- okay, I found a YouTube comment that's not, like, funny, but, like, maybe a good point. Is it me or is Ellie pretty much always drinking slash making coffee in the apartment scenes? True facts. It's like it's like Walt Jr. always eating breakfast. <laughs> um, Spirit Squad captain of the episode. Jay. Jay. He rolls with the punches. He's a good time. I love it. Into it. And then, like, honorable mention, Emma. Yeah, for being, like, a supportive friend of their union. 
Totally. She's never spirit squad captain, so she needs to take True. it where she can get it. Um, ship of the episode is obviously Manny and Jay. Duh. Duh. Um, Jesse Eisenberg and politician. <laughs> <laughs> or boyfriend from Spain. <laughs> um, moral of the episode. Love is real. Love is amazing. Um money is not worth uh doing things that don't line up with your morals yeah don't follow your heart yeah but also i mean let's like not write off sex work as like immediately gross and terrible some people choose that life and that is fine for them like yeah jesse eisenberg has obviously is very consenting he likes um he has no problems with it but like don't try and assume other people are just as comfortable with that. Exactly. What the fuck is Bendis? And I say Jesse Eisenberg because I, I know you guys have been saying his name all episode, but it immediately leaves my brain. <laughs> Devin. Devin. <laughs> but he spells it weird, like with no I, like D E V O N. Oh, I'm sure. Devon. Yeah, probably. Or like D E V Y N. Oh God, probably. Um. All right. We didn't fi- figure out grapevine. <laughs> we have a review. Yeah, let's do that. Allegra, do you want to do the review, or do you want us to do the review of the fan fiction? I'll do the review. Sweet. Cool. Oh, I actually recently retweeted on our uh, Instagram at uh, Bronwyn. She made a B movie slash Eric mashup for this episode that just says, <laughs> you like jazz? <laughs> so I retweeted that. Everyone should check that out. <laughs> um, but we have a review from Mans1002. And she says that she just at the end of her review just says, "Oh, Craig, so dreamy, such a jerk." Thanks, ladies. So I'm guessing maybe ship her with Craig. Okay. So, man's, um, you are a a nurse slash orderly at this very nice established Toronto rehabilitation facility. Um, you're just doing your rounds, you know, paying your way through life. Um. And, you know, you pop in your newest CD to your Walkman, <laughs> you know, and you're just really digging this up and coming artist, you know, um, he has a song about like Ash and like girl with the red hair, you're really digging the vibe. Um, Redheaded for trouble, you mean? Yes. Thank you, uh, editor's commentary. Um, what about Thong Girl, Wrong Girl? <laughs> Man, that's your favorite song. <laughs> thong Girl, Wrong Girl. <laughs> so you're going room to room, just like um, like changing towels or whatever. And, oh, someone, someone forgot to put like the Do Not Disturb and was in his room. He's just jamming on a guitar and he's, really fucking cute and he goes oh hey oh oh sorry do you need to do some stuff and you're like yeah i just i can be really quick and so you're doing your job and he starts chatting with you and 
like, oh, what are you listening to? And she's like, oh, my God, it's this amazing guy. Have you heard of Craig? Last name. Um, Manning. <laughs> Manning. I wanted to say Manson, but I knew that was wrong. <laughs> and he laughs and she's like, oh, what? Is it lame? And he's like, no, you have just no fucking idea how nice that is to hear. And he's like, I'm Craig. And she's like, you're Craig. And he's like, I'm Craig. <laughs> and he's like i'm actually this is my last day here and she's like oh that's awesome and he's like yeah um but i'm not familiar with like like we're not properly in toronto we're actually in some backwoods where no one can find us since this is like the low-key celebrity rehab (laughs) and she's like well i can take you out there's a great coffee shop around here just i'll tell you when my shift ends the end (laughs) Yay! And whatever you want to happen, happens. He's cured by the time he gets to you. (laughs) This is Degrassi rules, so you know he's cured forever. (laughs) All right. Thank you for that, Allegra. It was amazing. (laughs) And if you want to be included on the grapevine section, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod or on Instagram at DegrassiPod. We are on Tumblr, whateverittakespodcast.tumblr.com. You can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. We are on Stitcher, we are on SoundCloud, and we're on iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, it would be super cool if you could rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And if you leave us a review, we will make up a fan fiction for you on the spot on the podcast maybe sometimes we make our guests do it for us because they can offer like a fresh perspective some new ideas and it means that we get a break from doing it because we kind of (laughs) tend to recycle like the same storylines so it's better for everybody um but you can follow me on instagram and twitter at hollandtacular and you can follow me on instagram and twitter at kel sucks with a z at the end and Kelsey, what are you going to be recommending to the people today? Um, hold on, I just had it. Okay, so I am going to be recommending uh there's this episode of Jordan Jesse Go, which is a podcast, um, where they actually just did a reading of this pilot script that Jordan Morris, who's he's awesome, he like writes for um at midnight and he's like a producer and stuff, he's really funny. Um, so he wrote this pilot that ha- he's like kind of shopping around, um, but it's really good. It's called Bubble by Jordan Morris. You should all listen to it and like try to find a way to support it and spread the word because he's I mean, he's like trying to get it to come out. But like if more people are like pushing for it, then it but it's it's just so good. I don't want to give any of it away, but it's like it's kind of like Buffy ish. But it's like it's it's just it's so good and it's really funny and it's like supernaturally and awesome. So yeah, you should all listen to Bubble by Jordan Morris. There's an episode of it on Jordan Jesse Go. Cool. I'm going to recommend um, a specific episode of You Made It Weird. But Rachel Bloom was on an episode of You Made It Weird. She's the creator and star of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and it was a super awesome episode, and I enjoyed it. Uh, Allegra, are you going to recommend anything? Oh, my God. So I do have something I want to recommend, but, like, Kelsey's recommendation reminded me of something else, so I'm going to recommend two things because I'm a cheater. <laughs> um, 
Sense8 season two just came out. It's taken two years and it was amazing. And I died and I want season three so badly. Everyone, please support this show. Please watch it and like tweet about it all the time. But how amazing Sense8 is because we, we need a season three, y'all. <laughs> it's it's uh, Lana Wachowski. It's super awesome. It's like sci-fi action, but like with enough cheesy romance that you get really hooked. Um. The other thing I want to recommend inspired by Kelsey is so um, Steve Bannon uh, used to be a Hollywood producer, like a really failed Hollywood producer. And he wrote this script about um, gangster life based on um, a Shakespearean play. Like, um, and so a bunch of people in Hollywood found it. And they were like, oh, we need to do a script reading of this train wreck. <laughs> and so um, and they have all these like really cool, um, like prominent black uh, actors in Hollywood and like a couple other people like James Cordron. Uh, I think I said that right, is narrating it. And like they have like a little bit of clips from the um, script reading. And uh, some of the people are like, It reads like Steve Bannon has never met a black person before. Um, It's kind of hilarious. And I think they want to make the full play. So go check that out. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Um, That reminds me. That also just reminds me of that episode from The Office where they all read Michael Scott's script. (laughs) Oh, that's such a good episode. And then they eventually make it. (laughs) Yeah. Don't they into a movie? Oh, my God. Yeah. Literally, it's the same thing except real life. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you again, Allegra, for being on the episode. It was like the perfect Allegra episode. We were talking about that before we started recording because <laughs> we were like gay stuff, drag queens and Jay. It's like perfect for Allegra. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for thinking of me. <laughs> um, but that is all that we have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Bye-bye.